Hello, everyone, and welcome to our second podcast in the Roosevelt Group Startup Spotlight Series. My name is Louisa Lindsley, and I'm a student here at St. Andrews. And today I'll be interviewing third year Julius David, and we'll be talking about his startup, Adora. Um, for the briefest of interviews, Adora is a fintech company that works to support local businesses and the little customers, and in doing so, it empowers communities and channels money back into local economies. So I cannot wait to jump into this. So without further ado, Julius, I want to thank you so much for being on our show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Louisa. Thanks for thanks for having me. Thanks for giving me the chance to, you know, yeah, chat about Adora and share some of my insights that I've gained, you know, along the way. Yeah, I'm really excited to jump into it. Um, before we get into talking about Adora, I would really like to paint a picture of who you are. Um, so if you mind, will you please introduce yourself and tell us where you're from, what you study and what societies you're a part of here at St. Andrews? Yeah, of course. So um, so I'm a, I'm a third year, um, as you said, economics and psychology student. Um, and I kind of, you know, I added psychology to my degree because I've kind of always been interested in, you know, behavioral sciences and decision making processes. And, you know, since St. Andrews gives us that opportunity to do this uh, joint degree, you know, I'm I'm loving it. <laughs> nice. And um, yeah, so it's pretty much since my like first week in St. Andrews, I think I've been part of the um, the global investment group, like GIG, uh, which is a finance society with a great student investment fund, um, cool networking events, and also they got a corporate sponsorship branch. And um, I was I was the head of the fund uh, this past year. Uh, responsible for our $20,000 long-only equity portfolio. Um, and at this point, just shout out to our analysts there for mm -hmm. the amazing year where we were able to yield more than 30% in returns. Wow, um, that's very impressive. Yeah, cool society, get engaged. It's 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 really cool. It's fun. Yeah, awesome. Flag <laughs> for GIG. Uh, maybe yeah. I'll add a link to it in the in the bio. That'd be, that'd be awesome. Also, really cool that you're doing psychology. Um, I think that that's like a really good bonus or add on to economics. I, I'm aware, like I'm sure that you're really, really into. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, getting right into it, I guess, could you briefly explain what Adora does and what your role is at Adora? Yeah, um, so I'm a, I'm a co-founder and manager at Adora. And Adora is basically a platform that offers businesses access to recurring revenue streams. Um, as a small business or business would sign up um, and then their customers can set up uh, what we call loops um, to to schedule advance payments on a recurring basis. So every week or month, you know, money would be advanced to to your favorite coffee shop or eatery, you know, whatever. And the credit would accumulate in, in the respective account. And um, on, on top of this steady revenue that Adora um, is providing for small businesses, we're effectively kind of like eliminating both point of sale um, transaction costs and merchant account fees because the way the flow of funds work is with Adora money goes directly into the business's bank account right mm -hmm. uh, there, there's no intermediary nothing like we're, we're not touching the money um, it goes directly into the business's account um, so I mean today like credit card companies and like other you know <laughs> infamous payment providers they charge like two percent plus you know 30 cents per transaction that's ridiculous yeah 
Yeah. So you imagine like you're selling like a two dollar coffee. Mm-hmm. It's like up to twenty percent of your revenue is just lost to transaction costs. And yeah, we just believe that it's like completely outrageous to be honest. And um, yeah, we're basically solving that problem. Nice. So does that mean like if I um, had just like a loop set up with I don't know Raka, would that mean that if I put like five dollars of credit into it, then mm-hmm. I could buy a $5 sandwich. Is that what you do? Like what the business model is basically? Yes. So um, it is, it is that not top as a, as a customer, you Mm -hmm. get a 5% discount um, on your credit. So basically, you know, you'll, you'll be able to afford a $5 sandwich plus, you know, a little extra pickle or something. (laughs) I like that. That's great. Yeah. So what motivated you to create Adora and how did you start? Um, I think personally, I've been I've been motivated to launch like a technology venture for some time now. Um, I took this Oxford fintech program before starting in St Andrews, which mm-hmm. really uh, which was amazing, and it you know handed me the right tools to kind of spot um, spot the right uh, problems and you know give me give me uh, tools to solve them as well. And I think with Adora, um, with businesses being closed uh, due to COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this this one moment where I, I walked past like a coffee shop and they were closed completely and they were advertising in their windows like, you know, gift certificates to kind of like stay alive because these businesses were, they were going bust. They were going out of business. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I just realized that they, they, small businesses do not have a system in place for like loyalty rewards, like big coffee chains, you know, of, you know, different kind. They have like, the technology, they have the capital to build their own apps and stuff, but small businesses don't. And that's, you know, why we why we decided to pursue this, because after all, you know, small businesses, independent businesses, independent coffee shops, they're the most vulnerable to, you know, adverse financial shocks. Yeah. And but so far, no, they haven't been able to harness, you know, the benefits of recurring revenue. And that's what we're trying to solve. So that kind of makes me wonder, are there um, any competitors in the industry that are doing something similar to what you're doing? And does Adora offer something that they don't, if there are? Um, at the moment, quite frankly, no. Um, there's there's no other technology company that provides infrastructure for recurring revenue for small businesses. Nice. Obviously, you know, as we all know, there is big players mm-hmm. in the field, um, but honestly, you know, we are trying to solve problems that are, you know, in part caused by their, you know, revenue models. <laughs> yeah. So um, there, there are competitors, but no competitors specific to our product. No. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Were there um, any challenges that you faced um, when you're starting this off and how were you able to overcome them if there were? Um, I mean, I think like everyone knows that, you know, starting a business is never just like smooth sailing, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> and I think, especially in the beginning, the biggest challenge for us was that all of our co-founders are working remotely, basically. So we were never together in the same room um, working. And that is a challenge for us because, you know, some of the, like, the collaborative problem-solving processes they can be disrupted um, through working remotely, you know, as yeah. as you know, you know, even studying online is kind of, it's just different. For sure. Um, and 
we were trying to, you know, avoid the pitfalls of this remote working by setting like fixed meetings throughout the weeks for all mm -hmm. founders that we basically had to attend, even though, you know, even if we talked like five minutes before, if we all were on this on a meeting five minutes before, but, but we would still do these meetings just to like talk, just to like chat, just and like I learned, you know, some of the co-founders I knew before, and I know more more about them now than I did before. We, we just talked more, you know, even if it's private stuff, it was so important for us to just kind of stay in touch and become a team beyond just kind of like, you know, like legal meetings or whatever. <laughs> I think that's so crucial because there's so many, I feel like I've done the opposite. They haven't kept in touch because of COVID and it has really slowed down or hampered their progress. So I think it's, that's like a really good thing that y'all have done for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, sometimes it's weird, you know, you got this, one hour meeting scheduled and there's like, yeah, like we, we just got off the phone and we literally have like nothing to talk about right now. But then, you know, if you force yourself, you know, if you have to talk, you know, then, you know, sometimes things are being said that otherwise, you know, would probably not. And honestly, you know, that that's also like a chance for us, you know, this remote thing is that like we have to talk and we have to communicate more probably than we would have to if we we're sitting next to each other. Yeah. So I guess that leads me to wonder, like, when did this whole Adora thing take off? Did it happen? I guess it's so did it start in a COVID year in 2020? Um, yes, yes. So we started pretty much one year ago. Um, that's when we first kind of like, you know, starting thinking about this concept. And, um, you know, regulation around platforms like Adora can be quite convoluted. So mm -hmm. first thing we did before we were like lifting the pen, basically, we had a legal team uh, look into, or like, you know, conduct some sort of like a regulatory analysis to make sure that we're just compliant with the respective like laws and regulations at all times. Um, and that's kind of like how we got started basically, um, is, um, getting this, you know, very exhaustive legal analysis done to provide us kind of like the framework for what we can do and guide what we want to do. And that also, um, I kind of guess leads me to ask, is Adora like a worldwide platform or because I assume there's different legal regulations for different countries and parts of the world. So where where does Adora operate? So um, you're right. I mean, this um, there is different regulation for for every state in the US. Actually, it's it's what? quite it's quite complex mm -hmm. um, from a from a technology technology standpoint. Um, Adora can be used um, in you know any country. Um, and the way the way we've set set Adora up is that we can operate um, on different databases at the same time. So um, while we're at the moment only you know registered business license in um, Oregon and Washington in the mm -hmm. states, we aim to you know expand that kind of as we go, um, just because we need to be careful with the regulation. But mm -hmm. technically, um, you know, we could operate all over the world. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay, so have any courses or extracurriculars or people or elements or anything about your life here at St. Andrews helped you in developing Adora? Um, so, so one of one of the co-founders um, I met actually in St. Andrews. He was uh, I met him in first year. He mm -hmm. since he since changed schools, and I actually <laughs> I ended up uh, living in his apartment. You know, uh, in his place, kind of uh, when he when he moved. But um, so, yes, people definitely in, in that sense. Um, courses or classes um, as an, you know, econ and psych major, 
I don't think I couldn't think of any specifically, but um, I think just in general, the the society and club culture in St. Andrews, it just fosters collaborative working among students and mm -hmm. it encourages, you know, students to show initiative. And and I mean, sometimes they're just putting on like amazing like events, shows, you know, um, and all this kind of stuff. And I think learning to, you know, work together in, in you know, student organized societies and clubs, yeah. this is this is what fosters um, kind of like the spirit of, you know, starting businesses and, and, you know, entering those kind of ventures with other students, definitely. For sure. Because they I feel like San Andrews really does take the societies really seriously and more, I guess, more of the people in the societies take it really seriously, which is something that I feel like is different than lots of other schools and it's really special about San Andrews. Yeah, some take it really seriously, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, do you take... Um, no. It's a unique culture and mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I embraced it from the first, first day and I think it's, it's really helpful in many ways. For sure. Um, so as an entrepreneur, how have you learned to manage your time between work, school and life? Um, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, just kidding. I, I think, um, I think what I think I've gotten good at is just like planning and th that sounds, sounds stupid, but that is important, yeah. Yeah, I think it's important and it's important to plan like properly and, and realistically too. Um, because over time you just get like a feeling for what you can do and what you can't. Mm -hmm. And and I just think that, I mean, it's no problem to be behind in school, you know, for a couple of, you know, lectures if, if you have mm -hmm. like board meetings, for example. And, and I've been behind and I'm behind right now, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> I think as long as you know how far you are behind, then you can still, then you can still like realistically plan everything. Yeah. Um, and and I think, I think one one rule that I've I've set for myself and it's been quite important for me. It's become quite important for me is, um, if I get fifty percent done of what I plan to get done, that's what I consider a productive day, because humans, you know, we're we're inherently overconfident, and and if you plan plan everything. Like ten, nine out of ten times, you will be, you will be disappointed at yourself, you know, and um, nobody wants that. So, mm -hmm. I, you know, if I get like fifty percent done, you know, just kind of accounting for this overconfidence that everyone has, then then that's what I consider a productive day, and it really has helped me to kind of, you know, keep keep up my work ethic even you know when I'm managing you know work and school at the same time. I really like that, honestly, because mindset is everything. And I know, at least for myself, like when I plan so much and I don't get it all done, it makes me so much more like, I guess, not looking forward to trying again the next day and trying to be productive the next day. I feel like it it makes a cycle of being unproductive. So, oh, yeah, good mindset to have. Definitely, definitely. It just, you know, just makes you not want to do the work. You know, it just gives sure. you like that. It makes it seem more like a chore, whereas like if you get it. Yeah you're 50% done the first day and you're happy with that, then it's almost, it's almost exciting. I love planning. Like, do you have um, specific planning tools that you use? Are you like a written planner type person? How do you? I'm using Google calendars just because I like the user interface uh, most and more like more than the like iOS ones and Outlook ones. Um, but yeah, sometimes I write plans for like studying. I would write written plans as well. Just kind of like have it in front of me. Yeah. 
Is there a person or company that you look up to, um, either in the fintech industry or just in life? Um, in the fintech industry, I mean, I, so I, I don't, I don't. First of all, like I do not love companies that put like their founder CEOs on pedestals. So, so mm-hmm. that's maybe I have like a. Uh, but I'm not so in love with you know some of the like figures I want to say in, in the in the broader technology industry. Yeah, there, there's one company. It's called it's called Green Dot, and um, they're like an amazing technology firm and 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 bank and um, they're they're providing access to basically unbanked or underbanked communities in the states. Like they had these you know like instant bank accounts or bank account proxies that people without bank accounts could could open to receive the stimulus checks, you know, otherwise they wouldn't have been able to get them. So amazing company. But um, their CEO, Dan Henry, recently recently said, I think at the beginning of the year that, you know, quote, as long as we don't create a corporate headquarters with a dining room and marble floors um, and all that crap, every one of those customers that bring us a $10 a month drop our bottom line. Um, and, you know, this is, I love that. And, you know, bringing value to the customer and, you know, not have not having this like empire building type of corporate structure, those, those businesses I really like and I look up to for sure. Nice. I like that a lot. What projects have you been working on this year? I mean, um, Adora mainly. Um, and then, you know, I also... Yeah, as, as the head of fund for the GAG fund, you know, that's that's been taking a lot of time. Um, I can just encourage you again to check out the website um, and go for everyone in San Andreas, go get engaged with that uh, society. But yeah, I've, I focus my time on those two mainly. Nice. Um, how do you see the role of small businesses changing in the post-COVID world? I think, I, I do believe that the, the role of small businesses um, in their communities are going to become more important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think not only because, you know, people are, you know, I've, I've heard this, you know, the travel behavior is going to change, which probably will be the case. But also, you know, there, this is going to be like a refocus on communities as a whole. And, um, you know, we as Adora, we want to help, you know, redefine these local economies and help those local businesses become independent from existing structures that kind of like, um, you know, just kind of govern how they work, even though they're operating in like independent communities, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with respect to, you know, financial infrastructure and so forth. What would you say is your biggest goal for Adora going forward, either during COVID or post COVID? Um, I mean, we do want to establish, you know, as the subscription company in small businesses and beyond, basically, you know, we, we want to we want to be able to provide infrastructure for every business, like, you know, whatever you can come up with, you know, I want to find a solution for, you know, giving them access to this, you know, recurring revenue streams that are so important right now. And, you know, you I mean the biggest, most successful companies right now they are utilizing subscriptions like aggressively. Like yeah. think of Amazon, think of Netflix, you know. Yeah, subscription has, has totally blown up in the past totally. few years. Totally. So I want to, you know, I want Adora to help small businesses get the same benefits 
and keep up. Companies. Yeah. For sure. This is a bit of a different question, but I think one of my favorites for sure. What book are you reading at the moment? What book am I reading? Um, I'm I'm reading uh, the the Organized Mind by Ben mm -hmm. Levitin. Um, it's it's you know it's about it's a little geeky, but <laughs> it's about neuroscientific insights on on how to organize your everyday life, kind of like according to mm -hmm. to our biological predispositions. Um, and it, you know it's a, it can be a little tough to read, but yeah, I don't know if you enjoyed reading like. Thinking Fast and Slow by by psychologist Daniel Kahneman. You know, mm -hmm. people who enjoyed reading that book, they they will like um, the Organized Mind for sure. Have you found anything in there that that you that really surprised you that you definitely you thought was a good takeaway? Um, I mean, one part you know that was just thought it was funny is like, um, you know, like that people buy like little plates to put their put their keys on, right? Like mm -hmm. you know that. Like whenever they like get in the house, we leave the house, the key will be on the plate. Yeah. So there's been there's been evidence that the more expensive the plate is that you put your key on, the more likely you are to actually put the key back on the plate. Weird. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a super random thing. And that's like kind of like what the book is about. But you know, it's you know, those little little things. That's yeah, it's just it's just little things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, oh yeah. And um just this morning, um, the the Bomber Mafia by Malcolm Gladwell arrived in the mail. He's he's one of my most like the favorite maybe um, nonfiction writers. You know, author of like Tipping Point and Outliers. Um, what is his amazing. name? Uh, Malcolm Gladwell. Okay, that's awesome. Yes. What is your favorite book you'd say that you've that he's written? Um, favorite book that he's written, Tipping Point, probably. Mm -hmm. It's I think it's the most, you know, famous one too, but it's it's amazing. Malcolm Gladwell. Nice. Amazing guy. <laughs> what have you learned since founding Adora? Um this sounds cheesy, but I think what I had to learn is that, you know, good things really do take time. I had to show an incredible amount of patience. Um, because with this standard we have for quality of product and and the technology we utilize, um, I just had to learn to be very patient mm -hmm. and you know wait. Um, and um, this is also, you know, if you have this time and you have to like wait for certain technologies to be developed, you have time to you know like go over the concepts over and over again. You know, talk about them, refine them. So, but yeah, patience for sure. <laughs> I think that's I like that. I think that's really crucial. What advice um, might you have for students who want to create their own startup? Um, I, I, you know, I don't want to sound like the the person who's like giving advice. You know, like we're, we're just kind of like launching uh -huh. soon. But maybe one one thing that I learned in the last years is that if if you share your ideas with other people, that's when they really kind of like start to become real and. Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, me included, people are very protective about their ideas. They don't like to share them. They're careful, you know, and, uh, movies like the, you know, the David Fincher movie, The Social Network, probably, oh, probably, uh -huh. probably didn't help, probably didn't help with that at all. But yeah. uh, I think if you, if you share your ideas, you'll be amazed by how much other people can contribute to, to this. And, you know, I, I had a, had a VC once tell me that, you know, there's too many ideas 
but not enough, you know, good people to execute them. So um, that, that was really humbling for me as well. Um, but yeah, share your ideas with the people and, and see what happens. Don't don't just don't let them die and, and, you know, in secret. I love that. I really love that. Do you have any upcoming projects or milestones that we should keep an eye out for? Um, so so finally, at the end of May, we are planning to to soft launch Edora with uh, selected awesome. businesses in in uh, Portland, Oregon. End of May is really soon. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's ex- exciting and, and, you know, makes me nervous, too. <laughs> so does that mean you've been talking with local businesses and like getting getting them ready to, to take it on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we have a couple businesses that actually committed to, you know, signing up, you know, as soon as we're ready um, and, and promoting this um, Adora to to their customers. Um, and yeah, it is exciting. I'm really looking forward to it. That is so exciting. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. If there's anything else that you want to plug or or talk about, then speak now. <laughs> not not specifically, but I mean, like if if you if anyone knows people or small business owners in in the Pacific Northwest, you know, area, you know, feel free to reach out um, or go to edora um, appcom to get more info. Um, always always happy to for to hear some feedback or answer any questions. And would you say that if anyone had questions about startups and things, would you say that you'd be a good person to go to? Absolutely. Please reach out, you know, I'll I'll reply for sure. <laughs> anyone. Well, I hope that you get some people to reach out and keep the the startup energy at St. Andrews continuing. Thank you so much for for coming on and talking to me. I really really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks Lisa. I think um yeah, I just want to say that this this podcast, you know, I really, you know, I wanted to come on here because I think it's a really cool initiative. And I think there's, you know, under the surface, there's so many cool things going on in this realm in, in St. Andrews. And it's amazing that you guys are putting, uh, you know, kind of uncovering these and, you know, giving them a platform um, to share their stories. Really cool. Thanks for that. Well, thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye.